Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a nostalgia podcast where we revisit all the things that made the 90s and noughties brilliant, from kids TV shows to niche movies, toys, games and everything in between. I'm Matt Bentley-Viney and I'm joined today by... Gemma Bentley-Viney. How are you Gemma? I'm good. Second week of being furloughed, multiple weeks into social distancing. We've had, I mean, as good as a week as we could have. Uh, Rosie Ramsey did actually tweet me. So that's the big news of the week. Yep. And I quote tweeted her. So I wasn't like replying, like asking for a reply. I quote tweeted and she tweeted me. And I, for 10 minutes, I was just cry laughing straight. I, I was I wish, so happy. I wish you had told me you were going to talk about that on this podcast and I would have derailed you quickly because it's the only thing I've heard about all week. It's quite a big deal. Though. When it happened, Gemma was like, she was in <laughs> was hysterics, <laughs> but also like really sinister, look, like laughing. And it, it was very strange. Well, like when I got the notification, I was so happy. And then I was like, thought it was funny how happy it had made me. So then it was like funny and happy. And like, so our mums love her too. And like, we're having a really serious chat with your mum about like the NHS. But like, I really wanted to tell her that Rosie Ramsey tweeted me. And I was like, do I, do I interrupt this really important chat? in whatsapp to mention yes. this yes yes i will yeah. and i had to mention to loads of other people it's been yeah it's been big news that that is our news guys we hope you're all safe and well and watching lots of telly and films mm-hmm. and we've watched, staying in to be honest yeah we've watched some good films watched tangled pretty yeah on that was okay um we watched, yeah, it's all right. sorry to bother you which was amazing it was amazing the last 40 minutes I didn't, I couldn't quite cope with. We had to watch Tangled after. It just didn't go the way I expected. It is an amazing, amazing film. I, like, we watch a lot of weird films. I love weird films, but I like to know before I watch it if it's going to be weird. I, I would like to know what you mean by weird. I mean, well, it's, it's you quite know, a broad term. I know, but I don't want to give away the film, okay. like the plot guess... film. So it's just, you know, I like surrealist comedy. I like things to be quite dark and I'm, I'm happy with all of that, but I just... I did, it's because I didn't do any research. I just knew it was a good film. So I was like, yeah, we'll watch that. And no, it was just, <laughs> it was a lot. I was, the, the first hour, because we did a dog walk in between, like we well, took Meg out for a wee. And I was like, this is incredible. This is the best one I've seen in ages. You know, I could recommend this to anybody and everybody. Then we came in, watched like the last 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, don't know how I feel anymore. I, yeah, it is a very, very good film. It's an important, it's an important film. I felt yeah. like too. So we watched that. Oh, oh no, we've already mentioned quiz. That was last week. Yeah, oh, that, the weeks was... are going slow. No, they're fast. I think the weeks are going very fast now. March felt like it was never ending, and now April is flying by. We're nearly at the end of April. I know. I haven't. It's because I've not checked my diaries or calendars because obviously we had all of the stuff we were meant to be doing. So it was just too sad. So now I never know what day it is or date it is. But in this week's episode of Remember This. We are taking a, a trip back in time and it's a really cool trip back in time because we watched News Round. Yes. And Kim Possible. But in News Round, it was amazing watching all the old news. It was so interesting. It was. It's, it's like a, proper, a proper time capsule. Yeah. So Gemma, would you like to introduce News Round? This 
This is Newsround. Newsround is a BBC Children's News programme which has run since 4th of April 1972. It was one of the world's first television news magazines aimed specifically at children. Initially commissioned as a short series by BBC's children's department, who held editorial content, its facilities were provided by BBC News. The programme is aimed at 6 to 10 years old and it is still running today. That's just for news round. Like, I think what an institution it is. One of the first TV shows we've watched where it is still running today as the original format. It's not... Yeah, that's true. Um, ...really changed that much. But you can see why. I mean, I assume they maintain the way it's produced and everything up until this day. We watched an episode... Well, I say an episode, but we watched a programme from 2004. And I genuinely... Like as a 28 year old man, I really enjoyed it and found it very interesting and digestible because a lot of news is difficult to digest. And sometimes you just need that base level of knowledge first and then you can go deeper. And I think this provides an amazing level of base knowledge. Yeah, so that's kind of the reason um, we decided we wanted to watch News Round for this episode because obviously with the news at the moment, it's so intense and it's such a lot to take in. And kind of when we do we are doing our kind of one hour daily exercise because obviously we have our dog Meg and when we do take her out we have noticed that it might often be the people who aren't abiding by the rules as much is often kind of the children they're still coming up and trying to stroke our dog they're still cycling past us very closely and running by us and you know they're kicking a ball and it comes near us they will run right over and without kind of pausing to think or expect us to kick it back yeah exactly Which normally i obviously i'm so enthusiastic to i'm normally the one running over and they don't need it kicked back but i want to get involved <laughs> so that's been really difficult you found that hard um trying to kind of be very understanding of everyone's situation especially in london you know we have seen lots of pictures in the news of groups of people and that sort of stuff in london but you've kind of got to remember that in london flat shares and house shares tend not to have communal spaces. So it is a lot of people who do live together and are roommates. And like when we see kind of children doing that in the parks, we do often sort of think it must be so hard to educate them and inform them at this time and how on the earth you would do that. And obviously that is where shows like Newsround come into play and where it shows how actually important it is. So I'm so happy that BBC decided not to like pull the plug on the show because I'm sure it's probably been discussed before. It's so important. It's a, it was amazing. And I really enjoyed it in the 2004 edition. And I always enjoyed it growing up. It was always because a lot of people think, oh, the news is boring. But I always found it quite good because it was only like 10 to 15 minutes. They always had a sports section, which mm -hmm. back then was a, a must for me. And, and now. And now. But they also had just quirky news too it was they used to do a nice shit sandwich where you'd have the bad stuff that's going on but then you'd have some nice filling you'd have a bit of uh, mayonnaise or a bit of a uh, chicken or something like that to go with the pickles and we've been talking about lettuce. food we missed today so i think that's where matt's yeah. <laughs> um, kind of metaphors coming from i'll admit growing up i didn't like news round oh what found it, i found it boring really i never like i used to oh, watch boring. it i feel like i'd watch it more if like I was with my brother or if I was with like my mum. Who and we needs to know what's going on in the world? I know what's going on in my bubble. But I think, no, the way I see it more is, I think it's quite unfair. See, and I see a lot of people, I think some people listen to this will agree with me going, yeah, they always find news around boring. But I think it's very unfair because we're 
as a child, I'd compare it to what was on prior to it. So like I'd be comparing it to Blue Peter or Watch My Chops or Cramp Twins, like what else was on CBBC. And compared to them, it is boring. But then obviously compared to news news, no adult says my favorite program's the news. No, of course not. But so you wish there were a few more pies being thrown in this. No, but I just... Pie I think, in the face after announcing that Princess Diana's died. I think I was being overly critical as a child because I was, like I said, I was comparing it to other kids' TV shows rather than actually acknowledging this is a news program. It's the news. My parents watch the news. They're not looking forward to it. They're not like, oh, can't wait to watch the news tonight. I disagree. I think sometimes when there's a lot of news going on, you're looking forward to news night because you want to see how they're going to deflect these questions. But it's not, like I said, it's not going to be, oh, what should we watch tonight? Oh, should we watch the news? No, oh, yeah. Get the popcorn out. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like I might have been quite harsh kind of viewing it in that way. And now especially, like, I think obviously, so news rounds now being shown on the CBBC kind of channel on its own. CBBC hasn't been part of the actual BBC for, not BBC, but like, you know, part of BBC One, BBC Two's programming format for the day in years. I kind of wish they'd bring news around back to like BBC One, BBC Two, because I would love that now. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely did watch it growing up. But yeah, I know what you mean. It wasn't like my favourite thing. Mm. It wasn't an entertainment format where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch news around. But I wouldn't switch over. No. I, w- I would leave it on waiting for Blue Peter, which was normally on afterwards. Yeah. And I think now, often like, because of obviously what's going on at the moment, sometimes I don't want to watch the news. Sometimes I want to be in a bubble, but it's important to stay informed. And I do sort of think if that was actually on a week, because we're now watching a lot more telly than we normally would, especially terrestrial television. We're watching a lot more of it. And I would like, if I saw Newsram was on, I'd go, yeah, okay, actually, you know what? Today, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to intake the news through news round. What I also liked about it is that they didn't, they tried not to have any sort of bias too, which is mm. obviously what the BBC is meant to do. But I don't think they have been doing that that successfully recently. But in this episode, particularly, it was every story was delivered with two sides to every story. Yes. And without really an opinion on it, they were just presenting what's happening and then the kids at home were left to decide what they felt about it, which is the way it should be. I genuinely think uh, full-grown adults could do of watching Newsround rather than gobbling up uh, the Daily Mail mm. or whatever. Actually, right and left, the kind of things we take in, there's always a bias and there's always yeah. an agenda. And it was nice here that it seemed like the agenda was just to present the news. Exactly. And I do sometimes worry now thinking how children intake the news now because i imagine a lot of it now would be through social media and i'm a victim to that too i often will just kind of i now whenever you learn the big news events it's through social media and then you check the news it's very rarely you know getting it from reliable well you know yeah they are i was gonna say well reliable but yes the news presenters are reliable so i do just sometimes think you know it must be so strange for children now that that is where they hear their news from we had an absolute legendary presenter during our time. I think he presented between 98 and 2008. Yeah, that is right. Lizo Mazimba. He was like part of the family for me. Yeah. I recognised him. And as soon as he came on the screen today, I was like, oh, there he is. What a guy. He was. I always liked him growing up as well. And I remember before we started doing our research for this podcast, it was always him. 
Mm. It was always, always him. And there's a reason for that. So he is the second longest running presenter and reporter and assistant producer for Newsround. And that was between 1998 and 2008. And he was only second to John Craven, who is the original creator of Newsround. I'm glad he stayed 10 years because I bet he got eight or nine years in. He was like, oh, okay, I could leave. There's probably no, other things stay to the do, decade. But he, he did the decade. Do the decade. I like that. I respect that from him. And... I mean, he looked really funny in this. He was wearing double denim. No, he absolutely went for it with the double denim. And it was like loose jeans as well. Do you remember in the 2000s, everyone used to have like baggy jeans on? No one wore skinny jeans. And then I remember when skinny jeans were a thing, I was like, I would never not wear skinny jeans. And now I never wear skinny jeans. What a world. Do you never wear skinny? I wear, I still wear skinny jeans. When have jeans. you seen me wear skinny jeans? That's true. Actually. Yeah, but you never wear denim. You never wear jeans. Yeah, I don't really wear jeans. But I have stuck with the skinny jeans phase actually i'm still there i'm yeah, not, not leaving you it find something good and that suits you skinny jeans band t-shirt and then like a, a printed shirt a shirt over top of it that that's i don't think i'm going to be leaving that for a really long time and that worries me no but i think i'm going to be i'm going to look like um you know in school of rock no i wouldn't let <laughs> that you know i would never let that happen to you um i've got a bit of history as well on news because it's a very interesting history for it so uh, Newsround was originally known as John Craven's Newsround and it was because it was mostly presented by John Craven and that was between 1972 and 1989 and it also actually had um, Hugh Ed- Edwards obviously oh, did it for Hugh a bit Edwards. and as the show was on before the main news actually meant that it was often children telling their parents about the breaking news before they even knew about it. And the creators did not expect the show to be very successful and found formatting it very challenging because they were giving the task, a very hard task. You know, the BBC decided, you know, back in the 70s where the BBC now is still kind of very structured and you often have to think, obviously it's licensed, you know, we're all very aware about kind of having to pay licence fees and it's still very much a topic in the news about that. And so back in the 70s, it was even more important and they had to stick to very specific rules. So... It had to be educational for children. I've, I haven't got a problem with that no. at all. And, um, but, I mean, you did, clearly, though. I was like, these drives are boring. <laughs> and, um, but they were given, obviously, a very, very hard task where they're like, you know, we want you to create a new show for children. They obviously had to think about what news do they show? And also, how can you present it? And kind of what language you use? That, number one kind of makes it entertaining, but also digestible. Like, a child has to understand it. I mean... The fact that they chose us in this episode, they chose to cover Tony Blair meeting Colonel Gaddafi. I was shocked. Yeah. I still don't know now all the ins and outs of Colonel Gaddafi. And I was like, wow, that this is like dry stuff mm-hmm. that they're trying to moisten up. Yeah. So and considering it's aimed at six to ten year olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think of Colonel Gaddafi, Timmy? <laughs> you know, and um, yeah. So and also I think age gaps age gaps now don't really mean a lot at all you know that I feel I work in a team in a company where there's lots of different ages and you never really that aware of them whereas when you're younger there is a huge difference between age eight and age 10 and I mean like huge I'm a summer baby and I had a lot of friends who were born in September and we obviously were in the same school year and I often felt years apart from them so to actually kind of create tv shows aimed at children and you know even though it's just a few years, six to 10 mentally and what they're interested in and what they understand is so vastly different that that is a huge, huge challenge, which they've done obviously very, very successfully, but. 
Well, I mean, they smashed it, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. It's still running today. And that makes me really happy because I assumed when I stopped seeing it on BBC One mm. that it disappeared. I assumed it had gone too. I was like, I we, missed we news round. Actually, we should check out the CBBC channel every now mm. and then. But also, I would recommend following um, news round on Twitter. Oh, very good. And um, they often have a very good, um, their website's really good as well. And in the program we watched, uh, there's lots of like talking head interviews and things like mm -hmm. that. And it was really funny because they have these like kid presenters sometimes doing it, like out on the street. They're so cute. They're, They're like cute. 11 or 12 or something. And they just do a really good job. They're like, oh, it's really bad if you download music. Yes. It means that the the bands and the artists don't get as much money um so yeah in the episode we watched um that was from 2004 in march it had covered i think about four topics and in yep. the space of nine minutes did very well the main one was about um pirating music yeah which and it was really funny because obviously in hindsight now we know that that was the future of music that mm. was where everything was heading and they were so, the record companies were so against it yeah. because they didn't know how to commercialize it. They didn't understand how they could make money from it. So obviously as soon as Spotify and Apple Music and everything comes up to fruition, it kind of solves their problem. Although apparently they don't pay enough money, but still. I think, yeah, they did a really good job. So that was their main segment. I think that is definitely the segment that would six to 10 year olds would be most interested in. And obviously it's often children that are choosing to buy the music or choosing to download the music. So I feel like they did a really good job in obviously choosing that. And um, they had Blazing Squad. Yeah, Blazing Squad are on there. And one thing I really loved was when um, they were like, you might not be able to listen to your favorite bands. And he holds up Will Young. <laughs> Rock <laughs> Will, and roll. Will Young is great. So rock and roll. <laughs> but the interviews I did were really good because like sort of Matt said earlier about being very unbiased. They had two members. I think it was like Rima and DJ Tommy or something. From Blazing. Something like that. So from Blazing Squad. They looked great. I don't know any of their songs, Blazing Squad. Is it, Well, Blazing Squad obviously had like 14 members or something like that. And that's what I remember them for. So they interviewed two members of Blazing Squad. Then they interviewed three, four children, two who were like, oh, you know, they do sometimes feel guilty when they download it. And obviously it's not very good for the musicians and the bands and two other people going, well, actually, I don't like all the songs on the album, so I don't want to pay for it. And they also interviewed a music producer as well. Yeah. But yeah, they had a very, that was very good, well-rounded. Did you used to download music, Matt? Uh, I used LimeWire. Yep, I was a frequenter of LimeWire, but I didn't use it loads. I never did. Didn't you ask? But you only started internet shopping like two years after you started dating me. Well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> you were like nineteen or twenty before you first. Like, I was eighteen. Used Amazon. I was eighteen. It was like two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven. It was because I couldn't. Do you know why? This is such a cute reason why. All of the um, books on my reading list for uni, obviously you couldn't get them all in stores. You had to buy them online. Uh, you were terrified, I bet. So I was like, oh no. No, I just, I like I like shopping in person. <laughs> I was never very good at it though. I was There'd scared be, of it. Yeah, I wasn't that good at it. There'd be people who had loads of things downloaded. and I would burn CDs though. That's only illegal if you're handing it to all your mates, but you were probably just using it in the car. No, I gave you a couple. Oh, I know you did. No, I burned oh. you a CD. Yeah, oh, I burned CDs. You bought me a couple of CDs. I bought you a, um, a shopping bag of CDs, if you remember. Yeah, Matt said he's going to lend me a CD. And then he came in with this like Mangy Sainsbury's bag. Like the old mansplainer <laughs> I am. Filled with like 10 different albums. Even the artists, like, because I'm not a big like Jay-Z fan. You gave me YouTube, which I also said I didn't like. Yeah. 
So even though you, you'd spoken to me and I was like, oh yeah, I don't like that music. You're still like, no, yeah. <laughs> you are wrong. Um, and then, yeah, the other two stories, like we said, it was Colonel Gaddafi and Tony Blair. And we also had a development on the Athens Olympics and how mm-hmm. they were behind. And I was like, oh, yeah, dry yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then they ended it with like a whole actually BBC license fee thing saying, we want to hear from you. What shows do you want to see? Your parents pay a TV license for this. And they, I think they formatted really well. They started off with the most interesting topic, which I thought was a bit yeah, silly. To, to hook, no, but I think it's good because you want to hook you in. And then you think, oh, I can't be bothered to change it. Oh yeah, it's true actually. Because I was thinking, sure you want to do it in the middle because I might look forward to it, but no one's going to look forward to that. No, because they won't stick around. So the most of the segment was that. And you sort of think, well, Blue Pit is on in literally four minutes. I can listen to the rest. And the, the way they did the kind of... Tony Blair's segment was pretty good. It was very simple. They literally gave you the facts of what previously happened. Some people are unhappy that they're meeting, but they're hoping that they can become friends to help with world peace. That was the gist of it. There was no theme tune, really. There was a, no. a half a one, which I thought was rubbish. No. I recognised it though. By the end, I recognised it. But yeah, it wasn't very Instead, impressed with that. I think we should put in the Blazing Squad song that they had on in the background. Oh, gosh, yeah. I'll give the theme tune like a two out of ten. Zero, I can't remember it. Yeah, it was pretty rubbish. But yeah, I think on the whole, I would give the show like an eight out of ten. So I think it's great. I probably prefer it now to when I did back then. But maybe that's because I'm thinking, you know, it's like a nostalgia trip, isn't it? Mm. And it's always safe and lovely in the nostalgia. And I think it does, you know, do a really good job in the sense that I was kind of viewing a child being like, do I really want to know about like how far along they are and building the Olympic stadium in Greece? But actually I think as a parent, you'd kind of want your children to kind of be aware. And also you might want them to be aware of things that you don't really want to tell them. I think if I was a parent and Newsround was on, I would make them watch it as part of their homework. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to enjoy it, but they have to do it. And then over dinner, we can talk about the news. Yes, Oh exactly. my God, our, parents, our kids are going to hate us, aren't they? <laughs> We're going to be mean, such horrible. We'll, we'll probably keep that up for like two days. And then, but, oh, telly, I'll go on then. It's like in the TV show, Sex Education. I always think it's really interesting how they, um, the main boy and his mum sit on their like beautiful balcony and read the newspapers together. And he's like 16. And I'm like, no 16 year old reads the newspapers outside of their parents in the morning before school. But yeah, overall, good job to Newsround. They're doing important things. I think they're actually very much abiding by, you know, the whole TV licensing thing, being like, you know, it's an important show. It does a good job. Well done. Definitely. Matt, would you like to introduce Kim Possible? Kim Possible is an American animated action comedy adventure television series created by Bob Schooley and Mark McCorkle for Disney. The title character is a teenage girl tasked with fighting crime on a regular basis while coping with everyday issues commonly associated with adolescence. Kim is aided by a clumsy best friend and eventual love interest, Ron Stoppable, his pet naked mole rat Rufus and 10-year-old computer genius Wade. The show ran from 2002 to 2007 and had 87 episodes. Gemma, did you watch Kim Possible growing up? No, I did not watch, I did not like Kim Possible. Well, no, I think that's a bit unfair to say I did not like Kim Possible. Yeah, you can't like something you didn't watch. I think I tried it. I just didn't I like it. 
wasn't a big viewer of it, but I re- I definitely watched this episode. We watched the pilot and I've definitely seen it. Before. I knew all the characters. I knew what everyone looked like. Obviously, I know Kim is very hot. She um, is hot. She, even like as an adult, you're like, they have made her attractive, haven't yeah, they? they? Have. Um, like, How old are they meant to be? I like, don't know. Like but 14. She, like also at school, she's allowed to wear like a crop top every single day and she has really pointy boobs. And I just sort of think, why have they made this cartoon... I, like cartoon character pointy boobs so i thought she was always really cool and also i know her nemesis who looks exactly like her um yeah. i've seen on twitter that a lot of kind of uh, people realize their kind of sexual preferences based on kim possible and they're like oh really uh, yeah but there's not there's not a lot there for the girls to look at i think it's girls realizing they like girls they like girls oh okay and um you know i think the guys are like horrendous i was, I was just about to say this i think because i I don't like girls in that way. It was just a bit like, well, Kim's really cool and sexy. I wouldn't say she's cool. I would say Kim's cool. Mm. She she's lit. She's a cheerleader. She's well, a popular girl, and she saves the world. They play her off and as she's cool. Attractive. I find her very smug. She is one of those things where she's one of those people where she's good at everything, and it is a bit like. And there's no in like the likes. It's it's compared to Powerpuff Girls and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what it's been compared to. Both That's of what those they try are to do. Shows than this. And also, I hate that whole thing. It's like when everyone like compared Lily Allen to every single female artist there is. Like, it's a bit uh, annoying when they do that. But with Kim Possible, I was like, in the other worlds, it's kind of a fantasy world. Whereas Kim Possible is meant to be set in the real world. And we, there is no understanding on, these aren't superpowers she has. She's just a really good cheerleader. So she's good at like jumping over things. Oh yeah, that's such a good point. There's actually. no like, whereas with like, and a, very rich, you wouldn't compare yourself to a male superhero because it's like okay, apart from Batman, actually Batman, but Batman's very rich and troubled, and then there's um, Spider Man who gets bitten by a spider, so he gets like special powers. Superman, he does have to like physically turn <laughs> Are you into list it. All the superheroes, but like we're going to be here a long time. There's reasons, and like in the Powerpuff Girls, they are created. Yeah to be superheroes you know and it's just a bit like That's a very, i'd never even considered that so actually. it's like are you meant to like as a teenager i was i like going to compare myself to this incredibly overly attractive cartoon and she is like popular she's a cheerleader she's like got loads of nice friends and her family is really nice and she saves the world with no powers i was wondering who is this aimed at when I was watching it, because they have made her so attractive. They've tried to anyway, haven't yeah. they? The crop top, but in this, they have gone for that. They've stereotype. made sure the, be- the beauty standards at the time and the yeah. fashion at the time they very much adhered to. And you're right, like I would watch it and thought, think, well, she's incredibly actually intimidating. Mm. And even the episodes we saw, she was like looking in the mirror at the baddie or something. She's like, oh! and she's like, oh, I thought I had a pimple, but I don't. False alarm. And I'm like, well, you're not very likable. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Yeah. Then you've got the mole rat as like a little psychic who is not cute. It's a mole. Sorry, mole rats and people who like mole rats. You know, he's not a cute. Like if you watch like a Disney film. You want him to be like, not unflappable. What's the word I'm looking for? Like You want him to be clumsy, but cute. Yeah. That's what they all are. Those Disney, I think of Up, the dog, Doug. He's exactly. clumsy You're and like, all over the place, oh. but he's very cute. And then her friend, Ron. Was it Rod? No, Ron. Rod. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> it's her friend Ron. It's not attractive at all. Sorry, Ron. And I am just. No, but so- I, that's what I'm saying. And like- the main villain, they could have made the main male villain 
quite cool really and cool. attractive. Yeah, yeah, He's not. Good. So it's literally like, okay, we live in this crazy attractive universe. And in the episode we watched, it was all about her really huge crush. He wasn't that attractive. But this is what I'm saying, where if it, as a male, from a male perspective, you could see yourself as Ron because he is a normal guy. He's really normal, very clumsy. Mm. He doesn't get the girl. That could easily be a vessel for boys and guys to like, see themselves in that whereas i'm thinking do girls can they see themselves no because it is literally she's unhuman but also human and it's there's no explanation of how she's so good at things but then it's meant to be like she has real they try to make it likable so in the first episode it's all about she is saving the world but she's also got this huge crush too and she wants to ask him to go to the dance with her and she's too scared but you know and it's going to be like oh even though she's like amazing she still has real girl problems and then actually, I don't find that reassuring. It's like even her. Yeah, who is a superhero saving the world isn't very good with guys. It's like when you see there's a was a trend recently, a couple of months ago on Instagram, and it was all these incredibly beautiful skinny influencers and models showing photos of themselves when they're really bloated. Oh, I hate that. And it's that like, craze. look how bloated I am, guys. Yeah. And I'm like, what what are you achieving by this? Do you do you think that makes you normal? It makes me like you? No, it is no. it's a front where they're trying to be and I'm quotation marks, relatable. Yeah. And it's it's so not, it's, it's, it's so ironic because it does the opposite of that. Yeah. Like what, it's embarrassing. I'm pleased I've not seen that around as much, but that was definitely a phase on Instagram a few months ago where all of the kind of influencers and Instagrammers were doing it. And it was just like, oh yeah. And I feel like Kim Possible very much embodies that. She is very much kind of that sort of kind of character. She would do that. Definitely. The thing is, if she was really good with guys too, what's the show? So I, I get it that what they're doing, but I just think they needed to give her more of a, you know, like like you say, Batman is insecure because his parents have died. Yeah, she needed something like yeah. that, just something to ground her a bit more. Because even her house, like it's, it's ridiculous. It's like a house in the hills. It's incredible. Yeah, and obviously for people who have listened to past episodes i'm a huge fan of what well, was a huge fan i'm a huge fan yeah of totally spies and this is obviously very you know you could compare these two shows a lot in that way however i think totally spies had more style than this yeah i feel like this show was a lot kind of prettier a lot more stylized it had a little bit more going for it for me personally and um even though those characters were crazily sexualized and beautiful so were the guys like they made it relatively yeah, that's true. You know, they it, they lived in a world where it was all sexy LA school. Mm, true. You know, whereas this one, it was like you sort of said, it felt like it was Ron's there because then guys can think, oh yeah, I could be like Ron. But the thing is, and this is the problem, is we watched the pilot and this may have gone out and they may have got feedback and they may have changed it. And I don't remember enough of the episodes. So, you know, we, we could be way off with this. You know, it lasted a long time, but... I think you get a good indication of what a show is going to be from its pilot episode. And I mean, it obviously never changed the way she's no. drawn. And so I that's a permanent did fixture. watch Watch Mojo's top 10 Kim Possible moments. Oh, did you? I did. I'm going to do a spoiler alert for you. It's a big spoiler. Matt, I'm not sure if you're right of this spoiler. So if you do want to like, I don't know, if you are invested into the Kim Possible series and you've not finished it, don't listen to this. Her and Ron do get together. Oh my god! Yeah, well, as a couple. Well, in like the final episode, or I think, as yeah, a... I think it's in the final episode. But yeah, they get together, they kiss. Oh, that's lovely. And it's all about she's with this guy um, at prom, and 
is all like she thinks he's amazing but then it turns out he's a villain and he's trying to capture her oh, and then good. he has to get her on her like he ha- then ron has to save her because she's captured she can't do anything and then they kiss because i would say as well like with the villain he feels so they could have had so much fun with a super villain like i think it should have been a teenager who's also got like the same gifts she does but he's chosen to use them for mm. trying to take over the world and it also so kim has this website where she says she can do anything which again no one nice and likable would do that and also it's a bit weird and that's where she gets in these like requests to save the world and it all comes in Was through it wade her only fans <laughs> exactly yeah. and um it comes in through wade i did like the character wade and i think they only meet face to face once so wade's like no way they only see him once yeah is he always in like his bedroom yeah so he is in his bedroom and he's like this computer geek and he kind of well he's like um the character is it m in uh james bond yes so he's always supplying all the gadgets and everything and oh that's i i did like his character actually yeah and also i loved the um the voice actor who does the supervillain john dimaggio who is also bender in futurama Ah. i recognized it straight away i was like oh wow i didn't know he was in this so that was really cool so i've got a bit of history on kim possible for you so it was um created by veteran disney channel writers schoolie and mccorkle were recruited by the network to develop an animated series that could attract both older and younger audiences so this wasn't kind of an organic here's a really here's a script we've written it was they had a kind of a brief a brief in mind an audience they wanted to connect to and therefore they created kim possible so it was inspired by the scarcity female-led animated series at the time Mm. so they did kind of see a gap in the market with that which i would definitely agree with they're normally always the annoying sister dd dw and um it's also based on the creator's own high school experiences which i just am like what what experiences would you base this <laughs> well on? obviously in this episode not being able to ask someone to the prom i wouldn't say it's based on a personal experience but maybe in the future episodes who knows and it combines elements of action adventure drama romance and comedy uh, to appeal to both girls and boys and it was one they wanted to parody the james bond franchise I don't think they went far enough in this episode with parodying James mm. Bond because it was too straight up. Yeah. You know, she is a superhero. She saves the world. Yeah. It wasn't ever like, I don't know, I guess the, the little gags where, she, yeah, like you say, she's looking in the mirror and, oh no, this is it. And so, oh yeah. no, it's not, I'm fine. I guess that's kind of parodying it, but I didn't feel like there's enough of that. It's not like a kick-ass or something like they that. They could have made, I think, a bit cooler and a bit darker. I mean, it's Disney. That yeah i know but they could have made it. it no but i meant like they could have made it like instead of her wearing a crop top she could always insist on wearing like a blazer to school she could have just been a school uniform like she could be in a suit i think that's better actually if she was if her like kick-ass outfit is a school uniform yeah. i think that's a really good message exactly yeah so she, that's true the crop the crop top is weird it's odd, she even isn't wore it, it also to the dance and the prom cr- bit. Created by the men as well. I don't know. It's a, it's a bit, little bit weird. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe they obviously wanted it to attract kind of teenage girls and boys. You and mm. me never watched it, but I think I prefer Lloyd in space. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just also, I mean, I don't want to go in too hard, no, because it's the pilot, but it just loads happened. But 
nothing grabbed me. We both I, looked at our phones a lot during that. Yeah, it was like, what are we holding on to here? What are we meant to be enjoying out yeah. of it, I guess? And it wasn't funny enough where you're like, oh, okay, it's a comedy. I felt like it was a bit too ambitious in the sense that the fight sequence went on for a very long time. Mm. And you're meant to be invested in that and also invested in the school prom bit. And I feel like they would very much do that thing going, yeah, boys like fighting, girls like crushes and proms. So we'll try and do an equal amount on both Mm. when actually it should have been like, it starts off her nerves about the prom. Then she goes off and defeats the villain. And then she quickly at the end, she feels all confident and cool now because she's just done this really cool thing. She's like, yeah, I can ask a boy to a dance and asks him the end. We didn't need all of the added scenes to kind of no, I've, up I've, that prom element. Just think it would be so much better if it was the girl from The Incredibles based on her life. Yeah. You know, really, is it Violet? Is that yeah. her name? Like really shy, really struggling at school and everything, but she's a superhero. I think that's so much more interesting. Rather than it being like Someone, Miss Popular cheerleader exactly. she's got everything. is also a superhero. You're right, it could be she gets bullied at school and what they don't know. This is also the thing everybody knows about Kim Possible's persona. Her parents know there was a scene where her dad's reading the newspaper. Oh, did it was saved by yes. Oh Kim Possible. Well done, honey. Yeah, so it's just like it's not again, I think in those type of things, that's part of it. The secret is is a part of the jeopardy. Yeah, so like Hannah to... Montana, it's always exactly. a really good point when it is like secret identity. So did also want to have a strong emphasis on modern day technology and the internet. I do remember them doing that actually. I think Wade. they do. Yeah. Wade does a lot of that. They do do a lot of that. And I think that often explains, he's maybe, you know, they're very much kind of, a, you know, the possible team. And he kind of helps her out a lot. And I have one gripe and it's very, very small. I hate that her name is Kim Possible and then his name is Ron Stoppable. No. No, it's just, no, like... Come on. What does it even mean? Like, what? Because he's a clumsy, he's, he is stoppable. I thought it was going to be possible. like Ron stoppable, like unstoppable. Well, no, it's not, is it? Because it's just stoppable. So oh, it's yeah. like, he can be stopped. Whereas oh, she is possible. possible. It's oh. just so stupid. Um, and it does explore themes such as kind of girl power, feminism and relationships. And um, yeah, it received strong comparisons to Power of Girls and Buffy the Vampire. I feel like you can tell it was created with an object in mind. They wanted to create a franchise. They wanted to kind of get as many kind of viewers as possible. And especially when we compare it to the likes of Newsround, where obviously, because it's created by the BBC, they aren't looking at what kind of gets views, money, what yeah. can be marketed. It is what can what definitely fits the brief of, you know, being educational and stuff like that. And with Kim Possible, you can definitely see it was what can get the most views, what will boys and girls both like, what will keep people on the Disney channel when they get a bit older yep. and not start going and looking at other channels and elsewhere. We, you know, they want Disney, obviously, and Nickelodeon, all the channels want you to be watching their channel for as long as possible until you're as yep. old as possible. And you can kind of tell it was created with those things in mind. And I mean, I loved Lloyd in Space. I'm kind of comparing that's probably the most, some reason most similar for me to Kim Possible. <laughs> and on paper, I was I didn't love aliens growing up. I was like, yay, I love aliens and I love space and I love weird little aliens. No, boys. but they managed to get the like, the- It was funny. The, it was funny and the salt of the earth, you know, like the really grounded stories that you would have from school. They just did that so well, like with friends and- Mm. with the problems you would have at school and things like that 
Whereas in this, it just didn't, I don't think that translated well enough. And I think growing up, the reason I was put off it was because she was so perfect. Mm. I was a bit like, I don't want to, you know, you're at an insecure age. I don't want to come home from school and watch like her save the world. <laughs> I want to watch Tracy Beaker, you know? Although I think I'm sure loads of people have done it. They're quite a good little double team for a uh, fancy dress. Oh my God, 100%. They are, that, that is quite good. So kind of as the episode kind of goes on, so obviously it starts off, there's a prom, she's insecure. She goes to Tokyo and I think like a Britney Spears type character picks her up. And yeah, she everyone... gets lots of favors, doesn't yes. she? Because she's always like, like the Britney Spears, she put out a fire backstage. Yeah, in her Chicago concert. And then when they go to like Iceland in the same episode, they get another Germany. guy. Oh, was it Germany? Yeah. Oh yeah, because Ron is looking for a date. And he says to this guy, oh, do you have any daughters I could take to the prom? And he goes, nine. And he's like, oh, wow, nine. Oh, my God. And he's like, no, nine means no in German. He gives them a lift because he's like, oh, yeah, you helped save my country. And I feel like they have done a slight cop out in this pilot where they obviously couldn't figure out why she's got these powers um, so it's like, oh yeah, she has Wade. We never know how she meets Wade. They don't go to the same school. They're not friends. We don't know how Wade comes into the picture. And also he helps her save the day in this episode. And also all the people giving her favors help save the day. But we don't know how she initially helped all these other people. Like we don't know the origins. I think they did do a movie where it was like Kim's first battle and you see the origins in one of their oh, movies well i was gonna say now we have disney plus guys we will feature a lot more of the movies and things because it was always hard to get hold of mm. so now we've seen on there they've got the recess film mm -hmm. obviously they've got the impossible movie on there both live action and uh animated so there's a lot of stuff on there we're going to be going through so if yeah. there are any in particular you'd like us to watch let us know but yeah and then obviously you know she does save the day and then she asks the guy to prom and he says yes and oh it's Anne's really sadly so obviously her and Ron would normally go as friends she's like no like I want a proper date this time and then Ron gets locked in a cupboard and then misses yeah. all of, misses the prom misses yeah. the dance and this is after the whole episode he's just pestering everyone trying to get a date and everyone says no to him it's quite sad he seems like a nice guy as well I don't know why he puts oh, he's up a bit of a it. pest isn't he though pesting Kim pesting all those girls he'll take anybody he reminds me a little bit of the guy from my Carly oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does. Uh, what did you think of the theme tune? The theme tune's great. The theme song, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Impossible. And I always remember the um the phone. Uh, yeah, I would give it a 7 out of 10. I'm not 10. <gasps> 10 that's, that's too much. very good. It is. Very, and the thing is, though, even though I love, love the theme song, they could have done a bit more like, nah, I was going to try and do the James Bond sound. Like, nah, oh, I see what nah, you mean. Nah, yeah, exactly. Nah, like nah. The, the, it's not a parody. I don't... Or she should have a favourite drink that she always yeah, orders. Yeah, like, like a, a virgin cocktail of some sort. Yeah, they could have made it and her say it in this really cool, suave way. Yeah, I think I'd have really enjoyed that. But there you go. That's yeah. Kim Possible for you. And then are you ready for a quiz? I am ready. I've got some anagrams for you. Art, rugs. Rugrats. Correct. <laughs> I mean, should, that was the easiest one. You should do a pause though in between so other people can think at home. Oh, so you sorry. That very okay. quickly. Sorry. Hell raging. Not a cartoon, live action. It was either BBC or CITV. Back to school. Oh, it's Grange Hill. Oh, 
was that too big of a it was pete thumps and that is p-e-t-e-t-h-u-m-p for papa s for sierra huge huge kids tv show american massive everybody knows it well it's not arthur no it's got two p's in it pete thumps yeah two p's goosebumps no it's only got one p in it just think yeah it, it the fact it's got two p's in it is quite a big clue i'll give you a clue the first word is the and the second word's got two p's in it for papa and it is one of the biggest kids tv shows probably ever created not the simpsons the tweenies did 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 no it's oh the it's, the, it's the muppets it's the muppets yay oh i do like an anagram actually with clues <laughs> <laughs> with many many clues and that just about wraps up this episode of remember this if you haven't already please go to apple podcast type in remember this and leave us a rating um you can also write leave, us a review write a review which would be lovely if you ever want to reach out you can follow us on instagram i've just type in our full names matt bentley viney Gemma Bentley Viney. Gemma with a G. Or you can email us at remember this question mark at gmail.com. And that is question mark as in the word. Please do email us um, with your suggestions, with any feedbacks um, and any shows you want us to watch. Yeah, please do. We read it all and we actually get very, very excited. So yeah, please do. And um, yeah, just take care of yourselves, guys. Uh, have, a, have a good week. Hope you're staying safe and staying indoors. We're hoping to get a Remember This quiz over to you soon. So keep an eye out for that too. Yes. All right, take care and we'll you'll hear from us next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.